0: Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. What are you doing? Nedden. What are you doing? We have a guest today. Who? Uh,
1: do- <laughs> <laughs> it is a man. <laughs> it is not a man. Not a man.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Are we doing- talking with my normal voice? <laughs> are we doing characters today? <laughs> Don't ask me to.
1: We have Adri.
2: Hi, friend. Hi, friends. What up? the ceiling. Adri, who are you? A person?
0: I feel like that was a very vague question. Tell us your credentials and your background, your story. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Give me your life story. Tell me everything.
2: Well, so back in 1989, I was birthed from my mother's womb. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, I am a PLMHP here.
1: I work at Pathways to Wellness. LLC. with davina with, Divina, which, Divina. and is, me and, and chelsea davina's and been on the pod a couple of times so. Mm-hmm.
0: so what is what's plmhp for the people who don't know
1: Provisiona- Provisional, it
0: jesus
2: licensed. how drunk are you start every podcast drunk
1: provisionally licensed
2: <laughs> mental health professional <laughs>
1: <clears throat> is there anything that you specialize in um, I do a lot of trauma work. I am
2: trained in cognitive processing therapy, which is one of the many therapies that um deal with trauma. I am also in the process of learning acceptance and
1: commitment therapy. And I've done some trauma-focused CPT training also. Which is really fitting for what we're talking about today, which we'll get to in a second. But we have questions and all sorts of things. We have questions?
0: I really am going to give
1: you major kudos
0: for, like, fucking rocking the social media. Yeah. I noticed, like. I was kind of in a Manic episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest. So. Well, shit, if that's I- what you do in a Manic <clears throat> episode, you can just run our marketing. I got a lot done. Um. So, one question. Lindsay asked a really good question this week. She
0: is, like, our question queen. <clears throat> she asked the best
1: questions. She said, have either of you tossed around the idea of getting ISF certified?
0: Okay, dumb, but what's ISF?
1: i had to look it up do you know what isf is i do
0: not okay really? No, i don't feel dumb oh my anymore. gosh
1: i'm so excited Lindsay. you're look. smarter than we are seriously it's um not very hard. whoa so <laughs> isf <laughs> combined is, have a, is one person one <laughs> intelligence so isf is internal family systems therapy
0: <clears throat> oh. oh i
1: thought you said isf <gasps> i did isf
0: but it's oh, ifs
1: I-F-I-F-S. yes <laughs>
0: That is what she said. I no, she said ISF,
1: but what came up is IFS. Yeah, internal family systems. So, uh, sorry, Lindsay, if this isn't what you're talking about. Did Re- you Google ISF? I did. Okay, wait, hang on, let me look more. See, now this is even more embarrassing.
0: IFS, internal family systems therapy.
1: Okay, ISF. Uh, no, nope, yeah. it's IFS. It's IFS. I'm gonna. That's be- embarrassing, Lindsay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I take back my comment about you being smart. Oh.
1: Um, um, <clears throat> hey, don't hate on dyslexia. <laughs> so it is a form of psychotherapy that focuses on the client's internal parts and self. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's in terms of like families, right? In- and. Nah. <laughs> There's a child.
2: mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's my child. That's so nothing. Nah. Nah.
1: Um. It emphasizes Ah, the natural multiplicity of the mind. The grounding assumption is that there are no bad parts, only parts that are forced into bad roles. I learned about it in school. Is it a
0: family approach? So I'm going to be really honest. Family counseling is not my thing. I don't mind it. I don't mind bringing families in. But but it's not something you want to do. No, because in the way i practice i'm very like person centered and existential so like i focus on one person it's so hard to give more than one person equal attention and energy because when you work with families you have to be on everybody's side right and that is that's hard for me like i work with a couple couples a couple couples couple mm-hmm. couples right now
1: <laughs> um and i have to really check myself because there are sometimes i find myself aligning with one person more than the other and do you think that has does it have to do with because you've seen that person before because you connect with them And their current standing.
0: Um, So I don't, it's not that I've seen them before. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, what it is is I start noticing my own triggers Mm -hmm. and things that I have felt and experienced in relationships. And then I like want to align with the person who thinks more like me. And so I'm Mm -hmm. constantly checking myself and like doing supervision and talking to Davina and being like, yo, I can't sit in on this session because I'm too, I'm too close to this. Yeah. Um, so I do like the idea of, like, there's no bad parts of the self. But if it comes to, like, working with families, no. I don't want to.
1: I like the whole no bad parts of the self, only bad roles. Yeah. I like that whole.
2: That also kind of applies to what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool.
0: Um, Wait, you didn't answer it. Do you want to be IFS certified? IFS? Literally, what we're just talking about: internal family systems uh-huh. therapy. <laughs> I was
1: trying to figure out if the F <laughs> and I'm the drug one. <laughs> I don't We'd, know family. Um, I don't know. I guess I haven't been in the field long enough to determine if I like working with groups like mm-hmm. families or not. I, I groups can and families are two very different. Uh, things. Right, right, right. I don't <laughs> mind group work, but I, I, I can see the same um concerns arising but yeah. i can also feel i don't know i don't know <laughs> to be continued um so there was a question that we've ignored twice shit <laughs> i'm going to be really honest with you guys i have not been social mediaing at all so this one says and we might have talked about it last month sometime but i just don't remember hmm. but it says i just want to resubmit my last question <laughs> Dude, no, we've answered this one twice now. Okay, we have. Yeah, okay. yeah, we got it. Um, they also sent another question that said, what's a good way to find a therapist when you have insurance but you still can't afford it? Healthcare is a Ooh. tricky, gross, sticky conversation. conversation when it comes to mental health. So you can try to find therapists who will work on sliding
0: fee. Um, mm-hmm. And you can always call therapists and ask them, like, hey, do you work on sliding fee? Because sometimes they don't advertise that, but they will
2: there's also that site that um shows those um, shoot what's it called um
0: no idea no idea right now what i'll tell you with covid you might be in a sweet spot to where some people are working off of grants depending on the area that you're in so with covid you know just check and see if they have any grant funding because of covid because a lot of um states are now like giving extra money so people can get mental health care because of covid related stressors so giving you that relief because financially you've been right pretty fucked so
1: right
0: you can look into that adri's looking up some website about something
1: yeah um mama mom corner (laughs) What the fuck is that you want to be his friend so she sent us two did you She's on top of it today. She's on top of everything, always. So the first did you know from mom says Galapagos batfish have frowny faces and giant red lips. That, <laughs> they also use their fins as feet to walk around the seafloor because they're terrible swimmers. So. Okay. <laughs> did you know? Um, and then the second did you know that Mama Sen says in Japan, public napping is a sign of hard work. It's called Inumuri which means sleeping on duty or sleeping while present because falling asleep in a public is thought to be a symptom of hard working, of working yourself to exhaustion. It's socially acceptable to nap in restaurants, stores, trains and on park benches, as long as you don't sprawl out and take up too much space. How am I supposed to know? Like when you fall asleep, what if you just are a fucking natural, like spread Eagle sleeper? I guess the harder the worker, I I suppose. (laughs) The bigger the sprawler the harder you work i don't know
2: okay <laughs> shit open path psychotherapy collective the website is openpathcollective.org
1: we
0: will put that somewhere so screenshot that and send it to one of us
2: okay
0: send it to emily cuz she's better at social media
1: i don't okay.
0: you always do the instagram every week when we release so like even if i'm good at like Get your questions out there.
1: So you just put in your zip
2: code on their thing and then they'll find mm-hmm. ones in you that accept lower fees.
1: Awesome. I didn't know about that. That's a really cool resource, actually. Yeah, so there's there's that. There is that. There. There Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what have you
0: been up to this week?
1: Um, I don't
0: know. I feel like there was shit I wanted to talk about and now I don't know.
1: What okay. have we been up to this week?
0: I feel like today was so hot mess express for me because um, like I had a sick kid home. And so like, I was like in and out of sessions, had a sick kid. And then like my son had gymnastics and then right after gymnastics, it was over at five. So I had to feed him. And then I had a session from five 30 to six 30 and then he had baseball at six 45 to eight. And we literally like just got home a little bit ago and he brushed his teeth and took a shower and went to bed. So all I can think about right now is today. So that's what I've done
1: today. Nothing? Question mark for me. Yeah, what the fuck have you done?
2: <laughs> Nothing. We did some coven shit this last weekend. She sent me some pretty cute pictures of Lucy. Deuce. I
1: sent him to the to Josie too. Deuce. Deuce with her tongue. I feel like you should put those on the Instagram. absolutely will. Okay. Deuce is
0: really photogenic. Deuce is also like a major part of the pod. She makes an appearance every
1: time we record at your house. Yeah.
0: Even if it's, like, licking her lips in the fucking microphone.
1: <laughs> it's terrible, oh dude. She
0: does. She'll, like, get right up to the microphone and...
2: Twiggering like, oh, everyone with misophonia right now.
0: Or maybe it's that ANSR or ASMR or whatever. ASMR. What have you been up
1: to, Adrienne? Coven shit. Coven, coven shit. shit. We have been doing coven shit, which apparently is super hilarious. Do people... <laughs> Know that we have a coven we brought her up in last episode because i was like that was honestly the nicest part mm-hmm. the nicest thing that they've ever seen me yeah yeah so we did some coven shit
0: this
2: weekend
1: yeah besides that i think i mean my kiddo has his preschool graduation
2: tomorrow so hey. i've been you know like low-key anxious stressed mm. uh not because of the graduation the graduation is going to be awesome mm-hmm. but the whole navigating mm-hmm child and job and single parent that whole life
0: being a single parent's a bitch i mean they don't warn you about
2: that i know especially like when school is out and you literally are responsible for them all of the time along with all of your other responsibilities as a functioning adult
0: I don't consider myself that. So do I get a free pass? That's why I
2: put it in air quotes. Because <laughs> if <that's>
0: I don't <laughs> if I don't claim the functioning adult title, do I have to like do the adulty things? Or can I just fuck
2: around? I, I don't think that's how that
0: works. Yeah. I try. Person and I have adopted children. <laughs> you might as well adopt mine. Oh, we have. God, Avery. <laughs>
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: What are we talking about today? We've babbled for 12 minutes about bullshit.
2: Do you guys
1: edit this at all? No. No. (laughs) Oh my god. It's free filter. So they get what they get. Wow. If we say something exceptionally (laughs) problematic. (laughs) We We might clip it out. I've done that. Depends on how funny it is. (laughs) Yeah. But I think we've only edited it out of like two. We've only edited it twice. Out of all the episodes we've ever had.
0: Yeah. You get what you get with us. I mean, we're pretty raw and stupid as fuck half the time, but.
1: Trauma! That's what we're talking about. Trauma responses to be exact. Trauma responses. Yep, that's why Adri's here. The Trauma Queen.
0: Oh! (laughs) I like it. I just found our title. I don't know. Somebody fucking write that
1: down. (laughs) I I think we can fight for that title. (laughs) The Queen of Trauma. Who's the trauma queen? All of us. I feel like
2: (laughs) that's a horrible
0: title. (laughs) It is. It's terrible. It's the worst.
2: Like nobody wants. Why would it. you want that? Why would you want that? I don't know. I go. feel like
0: I, I rally up there pretty high with the trauma queen stuff. Oh man. So yeah, we're gonna talk about trauma. Well, trauma responses because we've
1: talked about trauma in a past episode. So we just, can we can talk about trauma a little bit though because it's it's hard to talk about trauma responses without kind of getting a better idea of what trauma is.
0: Well, you
1: interrupted me. was oh, Gonna
0: sorry. say was the complete. Finish. <laughs> uh, Finish it's fine i'm done now um what is trauma let's let's define it and then we'll talk about ways like different ways people respond to trauma
2: do you want like the dsm definition of trauma do you have oh, that heck. shit memorized yeah no i, I mean that not verbatim okay. disappointed now but whatever i'm ready give it's it to fine <laughs> so well Per PT, like the PTSD diagnosis, Mm -hmm. right? Trauma is something um, where you experience or witness um, actual or threatened death. Well,
0: and I think to simplify that more, like Mm. trauma in and of itself Mm. is anything that overwhelms your brain's capacity to cope with it.
2: Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's kind of like if your brain is a filing cabinet and something so horrible happens that, like, there's no file for it. Your brain can't file it and therefore can't process it. You know, so when, it you, when you around. give me that
1: image, you know what I think of? Have you, do you watch Spongebob? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that episode where, like, Spongebob, we look inside Spongebob's brain and there's a bunch of Spongebob's that are like, ah! <laughs> Oh, see, I went like Bruce Almighty.
0: You know, remember, like, he's in the white room and um like god is there and the filing cabinet comes out and it hits him in the stomach and like shoots him <laughs> across the room that's where my mind went
1: <laughs> yeah i think both are good both are good both are good so i think it's important to note that like not all not one trauma is the same
0: no and no two people experience trauma the same so like right if the three of us were sitting in a room like no let's say a meteor fucking fell through the ceiling and smashed something very important
1: to one of us whatever okay we'd be that's dead. that's a very traumatic event whether or not one of our belongings gets smashed can you please pick a different <laughs> again we would die oh
2: so this whole thing becomes irrelevant you cannot have a trauma response if you're dead
0: you don't know what's on the other side Adri. Fuck, maybe I'm traumatized over there too on every fucking universal plane.
1: That would be awful. <laughs> you just can't escape your drama. Oh.
2: Fuck you and fuck you especially. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, so let's say the three of us are experience something traumatic all at the same time. We experience the same thing. Nice. I might be traumatized by that event and these two bitches are like, you're stupid and they walk away all hunky-dory fine.
1: So everybody's going to experience that differently. Or it could or be I could be traumatized by watching you be traumatized. I couldn't be traumatized by that event. I could be traumatized by you.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: same thing is vicarious trauma.
0: Hearing about somebody's trauma over mm-hmm. and over can sometimes trigger a trauma response in yourself.
2: Which is why, if you're another mental health professional, you should also take care of yourself because vicarious trauma is very real.
0: Every therapist should have a therapist.
2: If you don't, that's a red flag. <laughs>
0: I don't know that they heard that red flag. <laughs> um, so that's essentially like in a nutshell, what
1: trauma is. Trauma is really normal too. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like if something shitty and traumatic happens, it's okay to be traumatized. <laughs> like it's normal. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and even something that doesn't like seem like it should be that bad, right? Every trauma and every person has the right to feel traumatized by things that happen to them. Like if I look at my own situation,
1: like maybe I shouldn't say that in different ways too. I mean, thank you. Physical, <laughs> mental, emotional, <laughs> like environmental, like mm. all of those things are can be impacted by trauma.
2: Also, if you're saying I should do this or I should do that or I should have done this or I should have done this or I should feel this way or should not feel that way yeah. in any relation to trauma that is a cognitive distortion you should not should yourself
0: quit shooting on yourself please
1: <gasps> you are on <laughs> I'm fire tonight on by a meteor, that by a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, okay. what are some signs of trauma what do you mean i don't know i'm looking at an article from better health Um, I was gonna say that's very vague. I mean, yeah, I know. I know. So there's there's a part of this article that says reactions to trauma. So um, some reactions to trauma could include feeling as if you were in a state of high alert, or like you're always on watch, feeling emotionally numb, becoming emotional and upset, feeling fatigued and tired, very stressed out and anxious, um, really protective of others. Hypervigilance is a big mm-hmm. one um always being on guard always not, looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. paranoia not wanting to leave a particular place for fear of what might happen when you're gone oh, um so those are basic reactions we have some mental reactions that can include reduced concentration and memory memory is a big one
0: because
1: mm-hmm. you block out trauma okay so yes Adri
0: about to yell at you. I'm not gonna yell at you. She just got her teacher face off. I'm,
1: I'm reading an article. They no, didn't come no, 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 I know. I mean, you guys have resources. Up and I have
2: nothing. But I oh, just,
0: just all your fucking training.
2: I, I, just, I just want to caveat all of this with trauma responses look different for, for every person. Absolutely. So. If you have experienced something traumatic, it's not like you're going to be experiencing all of these things. Right. And also different people react in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some people may completely dissociate. Some people may feel everything much more violently. Mm-hmm. It yep. just depends on
1: you and your brain. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're listening to this, you're going to be like, oh shit, I wasn't hypervigilant. I'm not traumatized. That's not true. <clears throat>
0: there's a I mean, there's a lot of things that like we can look for, but sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, when somebody's experiencing trauma or they've been traumatized, it's not visible. So, we can look for all these signs, but sometimes you don't know.
2: Well, sometimes you just shut down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sometimes you isolate.
0: isolate. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> isolation, distrust, um, addiction. That's a big one that co occurring trauma and addiction.
2: You can even develop personality disorders because yep, of trauma. We're
0: frozen.
1: No, we're still going.
0: Okay. Wait, we went one second. Watch, it. still
1: recording this bullshit. Are going? (laughs) 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 Hello. Um, We are back. We froze, and then unfroze, and then froze again.
0: So, if we're, I mean, if we're looking at like severe traumatic symptoms, there's obviously like flashback, nightmares, avoiding places that remind you of the trauma, avoiding people and sounds. So, those are like the pretty significant factors that we look for when we're looking at like PTSD. Um but just because you've been traumatized doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be diagnosed with PTSD. Trauma can be acute, it can be it can be prolonged, it can be I think it's traumatic. important to
1: look at the timelines there too because with PTSD you can't be diagnosed if it's what 6 months. Don't ask me,
2: I don't know off the top of my head. I believe 6 so months the after the event
1: to last for
2: at least a month. Mm-hmm. Um and you can it's called um delayed onset. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So <laughs> And again, everybody has post-traumatic stress. Right. Not everybody has post-traumatic stress disorder. disorder. So a lot of times, that's why you can't be diagnosed within the first 30 days, because all of these things that we've been talking about are common in response to trauma. Mm -hmm. It only becomes (laughs) a disorder when it lasts longer and becomes problematic and affects other areas of functioning of your life. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So let's... Now that we have like a recap of trauma, because we could talk about this all day long, but let's talk about the trauma responses. Cause that's really the meat of what we're here to talk about today. Um, the one thing I want to point out is just like the neurology of it. and specifically looking at
1: like the fight, flight, freeze, fawn. This one? Yep. So it's it we talked about um fight, flight, freeze, and fawn a couple episodes. Not a couple. It was a like long time one ago. of our very first episodes, because yeah. we talked about George and Karen in it. Oh yeah. Cause they, they talked about fawning and,
0: but we're going to talk about like just some more, uh, try thought on anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the amygdala hijack, right? So the amygdala is the primal area of the brain. Excuse me. that ah. takes over when your survival instincts kick in. So what that looks like, it's your prefrontal course cortex essentially goes offline. So it shuts down. And when that happens and it interferes with the decision-making skills that are not necessary for survival. No, okay, don't want to um, So the the brain only keeps the parts of your body and brain functioning that are necessary for survival. Which are? You tell me. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't quest
2: don't
1: quiz me right now. No, I have anxiety. So
2: your adrenaline having your a trauma response. Starting <laughs> and basically your your limbs, right? Like to fight, flight, or freeze. You know, exactly
0: fun okay um and so then we look at the this i have this really cool thing pulled up um and it's called mental health at home and she calls it the trauma hormone soup so norepinephrine your sympathetic nervous system cortisol which is the stress hormone and endogenous endogenous did i say that right Endogenous opioids (laughs) uh, and oxytocin to suppress pain, promoting survival. Mm -hmm. So those are the hormones that kind of get dumped into your system to help uh, you survive. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And then there's tonic immobility, the freeze response caused by the release of cortisol and simultaneous activation of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So it, it basically is your involuntary primal instinct to survive when you are faced with something that you feel like is going to harm you or kill you.
2: You know what I hate about the freeze response? There's no telling. Is (laughs) There's no telling what I hate about it? Yeah. (laughs) Is that um, like with sexual assaults in particular.
0: Can you hand me those pills?
2: If you. (laughs)
1: Wow.
0: I I need my ibuprofen. I have a cavity and it's like radiating pain into my dome piece right now. Promise it's ibuprofen that I'm gonna take with my white claw, so nobody fucking judge me right now. Oh Go. So what do you hate? Bye,
1: bye, liver.
0: I didn't need you anyway.
2: Wow.
1: Oh. Okay, what were you saying, Adrian Oh, uh, the thing that I hate about the
2: freeze response, especially like with regard to sexual assault uh, victims, is a lot of times, uh, excuse me, they're my not God. believed because they didn't fight back, which isn't really fair because you don't get to pick what your body does. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So if anybody with trauma out there is thinking I should have done this, or I should have done that, you don't get to decide that your body gets to decide that. Because how much, how, much adrenal, cortex, how much adrenaline again,
1: your brain shoots out, like you don't control it. Yeah, your prefrontal cortex is offline. You are not making decisions.
2: Your body is responding for you.
0: Yeah, it is. It is all a reaction to what you're experiencing. And even even then, I mean, even if, and this is maybe it's just me, but like, even if my, all my fucking brain was functioning well, it would still be hard for me to want to fight thinking like if I fight, he's going to kill me.
1: Mm hmm.
0: If I just give in, you know, I mean, there's those things too. And that's a totally different episode, but that's why it shuts down. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, you're right. Okay. This isn't working. Let's talk about what trauma responses can look like.
1: We both had that picture saved. So, um, this picture drug me by my hair outside. (laughs) I am like all of these things. (laughs) craving control,
0: agreeing to things just to keep the peace. This this is a big one for me, especially. And I would say to anybody who's ever encountered somebody with narcissistic behaviors um, or toxic behaviors, just in general, just agreeing so that you don't have to fight about things, even if it's, it breaks your boundaries and it pushes every belief system that you have to just say like, no, 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 it's fine. Like I get it. I agree just to keep the peace because you're afraid of that response. Mm
1: Hmm. Be on guard all the time mm-hmm.
2: we'll talk about that one
0: mm-hmm. a negative worldview dwindling trust for others
2: the negative worldview is pretty huge um and that's things like you know a man or a woman treated me this way therefore all men and women are bad and i can't trust anyone again right or, you know a Meteor fell on me. I can't so. go outside anymore because meteors will fall from the sky and will hit me again because it
1: happened well, this one time. You will be dead, Andrew. I mean, I was just following the example you <laughs> gave. <laughs> well, apparently, it sucks. So don't follow it. <laughs> do as I
2: say, not as I do.
1: Oh, giving in to reckless impulses, so not caring for personal safety. Mm-hmm. So
2: part of that is, um, you know, with shutting off your emotions you tend to become like an adrenaline seeker to yep. something that will get you going and get your heart going and that can be any reckless behavior sex. drug use sex alcohol uh, going really fast on a motorcycle or a car shoplifting yeah ooh, good one other criminal behavior like um, vandalizing stuff mm-hmm. lighting fires or just any any sort of risk-seeking behavior because
0: it, it makes you feel something again. Because you've numbed everything else. So it brings a little bit of feeling back. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say self-harm is a big one in there too. Yeah. The self-harm would be a big one. Um, a chronic feeling of emptiness. So that kind of goes along well with that. Is like you just constantly feel nothing.
2: Numb.
1: Yeah. To the world. Um, this one goes back to the agreeing to things. Just to keep the peace. So being, saying yes just because you're scared of losing security. I would add on to that. Like having
0: a fear of leaving toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. So keeping people around that are bad for you because you have this, this is all I got. Yep. It's the, it's that innate fear of losing what you have and having to be on your own. Um, and feeling responsible for others' happiness. So those are the big ones that we have on here. Um, I have a really cool article. Give it to I me. Got... It talks about hyperindependence. Are you laughing because this is me?
2: No. <laughs> we, we shared a dirty
1: joke via eye contact. <laughs> we'll share it with the pod. I think you might be the only one who missed it. <laughs> like the, the pod definitely got it. I didn't get it. Whatever, whatever. I'll
0: get it like at midnight tonight. Yeah, you <laughs> will. Uh... Oh, is this a masturbation joke?
1: No, No, it is. No, it can't be, I guess. <laughs> maybe I totally missed it. Anyway. <laughs> Not maybe. You totally did. Okay. Hyper
0: independence. The trauma response we need to talk about. This is the mighty. Um,
1: also, yes, this is
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am feeling very attacked right now. It's okay. Right it's now. also me. You know what? I don't need your help. I'll figure it out myself. Exactly. Hyper independence. Mm-hmm. So independence. I am over-dependent. Like you're codependent, that's also a trauma response.
1: Well, you know my background, so you didn't have to diagnose me on air. But did but
0: I didn't. I just said it was a trauma response. <laughs> so, okay.
1: Wow. Oh my god! Now I'm like I'm so much you're anxiety. Kidding. Your also hyper a trauma response. <laughs> Your hyper independent article. Tell us all about it. Okay.
0: So when you have gotten so used to being let down or being abandoned or having things not work out the way you want them to, um, some people who experience that continued trauma have this, um, hyper independence. So the, the need to do everything for themselves, not being able to accept help from other people and always being like, I can do it. I don't need anybody. I got it. I don't need your help. I can do it by myself. Um, and so that hyperindependence, it kind of pushes people away from you, but it's a trauma response. It's a way of keeping yourself safe because if you don't rely on other people, other people can't let you down.
1: Hmm.
0: So that's kind of what this article is saying. It's super interesting. I don't want to read the whole thing, um, <clears throat> but it, this individual is kind of blogging about their experience and they start talking about how they realized with everything that was going on, they had been operating under the assumption that there were only two choices push through and maintain the independence no matter what it costs or simply become a victim of your circumstances and burden everyone else. However, there's a third option, do the things you can and allow others to help with the things that you cannot. Um, So there's that installation that oftentimes comes from your parents, like sit down, shut up, do it yourself. Don't ask for help. And so that hyper independence is just, it's a trauma response that we don't talk about that needs to be acknowledged because a lot of people do have that mindset of like, I don't need you. I got it Mm -hmm. for me. Like I said, this is me, but it's because I've constantly been let down and abandoned and disappointed by people who are supposed to be there for me. And so I've built this wall. That's like, I don't fucking need you. Dude, do it my damn self. So there's a difference between being independent and being hyper independent as a form of trauma response.
2: It also goes hand in hand with the need for control that Mm. we talked about. Um, That was also a trauma response.
1: Mm-hmm. See I'm the type of person Who's like super dependent on others But when I don't go my way Then I then that's when the control kicks in I'm like help me but if you don't do what I want Then fuck you but also help me I also might have a personality disorder <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you have a personality disorder I mean, Maybe I'm just really good at hiding it No I don't think I am
0: no, not unless you're like a fucking psychopath and you can like fake emotions. But... Psychopath. <laughs> <But> otherwise,
1: <laughs> a psychopath. I've
0: been watching
2: Dexter. And that's how I say it. I mean, I think everybody has characteristics of personality disorders.
0: That's a different episode, y'all. Let's dissociation from what we're doing is a trauma response. So, could we just bring it back, please? <laughs> anyway, what else you got in? That's all I've got. Um, I have one more. Overexplaining yourself.
2: Oh,
1: Ooh, Jesus. me? That's, that's a trauma response.
2: Uh, or needing to justify your, all of your actions. All of your actions. Yes. Justifying why you're saying no. Justify, like, make up an excuse for why you're
1: saying no because you can't just say no. Or ask, like, explain why you've asked a favor. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big one, two favors. So, overexplaining oh, yourself. Yeah.
0: It comes from a deep fear of abandonment or rejection. I feel so. Bad. <laughs> you know, I feel like this whole episode is a just big fat attack at all of us. I know. Okay. But uh, that is something like over explaining yourself and chronically feeling like you have to justify what you're doing. Uh-huh. Um, the inability to maintain your boundaries, that's a trauma response. Um, fuck, I had another one. Somebody talk and it'll come back to me. Somebody say something, anything. Boundaries
2: are important. I hate you. That's <laughs> not what I wanted you to say. I mean, but they are. They are, they are. He agrees. I was gonna say, Ethan agrees. Um, Ethan's all about those boundaries.
1: Oh my god, he has you know <laughs> <laughs> How am I is he talking to us right now? I don't know. Okay,
2: okay. Are you talking to us, Ethan?
1: I hope, I hope the camera picked that up. There's no way the camera picked that up. Not the camera. Oh, the microphone.
0: (laughs) Oh, feeling the need to be busy all the time. Not being able to be alone and be silent with yourself and sit with your emotions. Again, just going to attack the fuck out of myself. That's something I do. I am constantly putting things on my plate and then being like, I spread myself so thin, I can't do all this stuff. But when I'm alone, I have to face the things that make me uncomfortable about myself.
2: I mean, even when I'm not alone, like you guys came over to my house and I was like anxiety cleaning for the first, how long were you guys were there?
0: (laughs) Well, and that's, it's, it's something that like a lot of these things I do and I didn't realize they were trauma responses until I started getting into trauma responses. And I keep talking about how I'm doing the shadow work. I have actually put that off for the last like three weeks because it is so daunting and overwhelming to have to face the things that I have been through that make me behave the way that I do.
1: I knew you were gonna bring up shadow work, so I pulled up this TikTok. There is a girl who made a shadow work, shadow, is it would it be a shadow workbook? Shadow work workbook. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Shadow work workbook. She made her own based off of like her experiences doing her own shadow work and like the questions that she commonly asks herself. So like she made like this little journal. I want to buy it.
0: Okay. That's all. Okay. Um, the other thing, trauma bonding. us. <laughs> to us are we trauma bonded? Uh, absolutely cute. We are. <laughs> it's not cute. Trauma bonding is another trauma response where you bond to the people who have traumatized you because that relationship is so vital and so important to you that it is absolutely terrifying and crushing to think about ending that relationship, whether it's a friendship a significant other. Um, So some signs of that is you feel like you've bonded more through fights, breakups, and extreme events than you have any happiness. You crave wanting to make them happy more than you crave wanting to be happy yourself. You don't react towards cheating, abuse, or pushing boundaries because you're used to it. Um, You believe that you can change them. You worry that if you leave them, something bad will happen. So basically, if you're an empath, just don't ever fucking date ever because you're going to trauma bond to every asshole that comes your way. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Chelsea, do we need to talk about something? I think we do. Probably. Do we want to talk about it on the podcast? (laughs) Probably Probably not. Not Not today, at least. (laughs) That's Um, a new
0: episode. What the fuck is wrong with Chelsea? Ooh. We should do one for each of us. Why would you even do such a terrible thing? You
1: you know, when we very first started this podcast, you did say, we should diagnose each other. I lied. That was the worst
0: idea I've ever had. Why do people even listen to me anymore?
2: I mean, we should just have our therapist to do this. <laughs> but now I'm Sorry curious. To release to the so,
0: sidebar, now I'm curious. What would you diagnose me with? Aside from anxiety and depression. We all know that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. <coughs> do you
2: have... um? Do you have nightmares yeah. or do you have any intrusive, like, experiences like that?
0: No, not generally. Okay. I mean, like, I have the random intrusive thoughts and I'm like, what happens if I drive into this tree? But I feel like those are pretty normal because they're, like, every once in a while. <laughs> those are normal. No, they, 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 are. they, are. I they are. are. I
1: always think about driving up like.
0: You don't ever have those thoughts, like, what would happen
2: if I jumped in and there was a shark that ate me? Or if you're, like, like the call of void, like, when you're off at the top of at the top of a cliff and you just like what if I jump? want this urge to jump but it's like terrifying and then you get this feeling in your stomach very normal
0: anyway but no <laughs> I don't <laughs> sometimes I have bad dreams but they're usually about werewolves eating me So oh, okay that's <laughs> yeah
1: wow that's a spooky dream <laughs> to
0: have <laughs> really okay but you're also not allowed to diagnose me with an eating disorder because that's I was about to say invalid um... You can't diagnose me with something I've already been diagnosed with. It's in with. remission. Right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Y'all, I had runza for dinner,
1: okay? I'm sitting here drinking a fucking White Claw. I ate
0: about four runs of cookies today. Like, let's it. not talk about it.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, this is time. I have two quotes. This is time. Nobody gave me a diagnosis. I'm allowed to diagnose you with, Chelsea.
2: You said besides anxiety and depression? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, right now. Explosive anger? No. (laughs) If you were coming into me, I would probably give you some sort of adjustment disorder to see what would happen long term because you're in this period of transition and going through a rough thing. (sighs) So you just
0: gave me like the blanket diagnosis that we fucking give to everybody.
2: First of all, who gives that to everybody? I'm just kidding. You're
0: like, Chelsea, are you in the right field? (laughs) (laughs) I think I've only given that diagnosis twice.
2: Second. Like, I would probably also diagnose you with body dysmorphic disorder because I feel like you don't see yourself the That's way that fair. you actually are. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's valid. Um, and you don't have any, I don't think that you would meet all of the criteria for any personality disorder off the top of my head. You're not bipolar, you don't experience panic episodes. I don't. Um, you don't, have ADHD
1: or you don't have ADHD. Chelsea just diagnosed me with her eyes. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you said you don't have manic episodes, and Chelsea goes, like, oh. <laughs> Read those quotes. Let's do this yes, later. Y'all know uh, I'm bipolar.
0: Okay. Are you oh, shit. Stop. Time out. Don't. This is the exact time it froze last time. Angel numbers 1313. Are you going to fucking go? You're like, going to hold me. With
1: in. we, we froze. just can't let the screen go black. Okay, let's read these quotes. Okay, so I have one by Dr. Thelma Bryant Davis. It says, "Pay attention to your patterns. The way you learn to survive may not be the way you want to continue to live, heal, and shift."
0: Ooh, I like that. But what I what I do want to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: in response to this, your trauma is not your fault. T. Period. If you choose to heal, that is your choice. It is not your responsibility. It's not something you have to do. It is your choice. Your trauma was not your fault. Speech. Thank you.
1: Valid. Next is Queen Brene Brown. It says, One day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through, and it will be someone else's survival guide. Love she's my queen she is what thanks for joining us today Yay. Thank you for me. I feel like
2: I didn't contribute a whole lot
1: no it you was fun we should have Adrian on more <laughs>
2: you want to join the pod posse oh my god yes we're going to have to have Autumn draw pod you you in. Pod
0: <laughs> we also we have a pod, so we have a,
1: don't say that out loud we have a pod cat we have a pod pussy yikes all right <laughs> Make sure you water yourself and your friends and your coven. Goodbye. Bye.